Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to season two of the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Well, here we are at the end of August 2021. We are on the heels to being at the end of the summer. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to say that this summer has been the best summer of my life. Pretty big statement. And I've been thinking about this and why I'm feeling this way. And I think it's because I made the decision and the choice to say yes to everything. Yes to getting up early, staying up late, gazing at the stars, to the ice cream cones, to the hot fudge sundaes, to the extra long bike ride, to challenging myself to write more, to take on extra clients. Whatever it was this summer, I literally allowed myself time and space to say yes. And it's been super fun. Uh, transparent moment. There's been days where I have been completely exhausted. And I find when my body gets crunchy and tired, I know it's time to take a break. So beyond the white space, I talk about frequently that we should all have in our calendar to honor our heart-centered leadership quality of self-care and to model self-care as leaders. Sometimes we just need white space to do nothing and to give ourselves permission to do nothing. So being at the end of August, I always feel that September is a time of renewal. And I want to talk to you about a few things today. I'm going to give you some questions to think about, a little bit of self-audit. And I just want you to sit back and relax and embrace this episode, this solo episode of Imperfect. I'm always asking you to consider being different. Being different means honoring who you are, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. And the first thing I want to talk about is when you look at your day, and I'm speaking within the context of Monday to Friday, Do you set yourself up for success? So I'm going to share with you my system and what I do and why it works and when it doesn't work and why. So the first thing is, how many goals do you set for yourself each day? So two to three goals is where I like to stay because I know I can achieve those goals with excellence. And I know when I stay within two to three, my focus is clear and concise and it's in aligned with my clarity. It also allows for life to happen, interruptions. Sometimes we go under or over the time allotted. 
it just allows for that ebbing and flowing. And I can still keep my eye on the prize to get two or three goals done with excellence at the end of the day. When you increase that number of goals to four to 10 or even 11 to 20, your focus narrows. You are setting yourself up to be incomplete. You're setting yourself up for frustration and failure. So my first question for you to ponder and consider going into Q4 of 2021, focus on what we call the WIG, the wildly important goals, and pick two to three because the good news is you will get them done. If you go above the three and have four to 10 or 11 to 20, I guarantee you, number one, there'll be no white space in your calendar. Number two, you're going to get frustrated. And number three, you're going to keep carrying those goals over and over again. And we all know what that's called. That's called procrastination, my friends. And we all know that procrastination is a fear-based behavior. So number one, focus on the wildly important goals. Set yourself up for success for two to three. And that allows you room to ebb and flow when life and distractions and interruptions happen to set you up for daily success. So think about how you can create that and at the same time, still have white space in your calendar. The next series of questions, there's going to be 11 in total. I'm different. I always like to ask an odd number of questions. I'm going to give you some statements that I use a lot with my clients. And we're going to use a scale of 1 to 10 as the rating system. So 1 is low and 10 is high. and I'm going to give you each question slowly so that you can write it down. And then if you miss it, you can just pause this and rewind and get it again. So 10 statements, and this is going to give you a snapshot of where you're at as you plan and maybe pivot for Q4 of 2021, because we're all leaders. Leadership belongs to everybody. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Other people's opinions do not negatively impact or hinder my choices. Question number two, I am very organized with my time and priorities. Question number three, I enjoy creating new relationships and making friends. Question number four, I share my life openly and consistently on social media. Question number five, my goals and dreams are important enough to drive daily action. Question number six, I have an urgent desire and need to improve my life. Question number seven, I feel comfortable in my own skin and live with confidence and self-belief. Question number eight, 
I am willing to do whatever it takes. Question number nine, I am willing to make tough choices and sacrifices. Question number 10, I am able to trust that things can and will work out. And the bonus question, number 11, what do you want your legacy to be? And the reason I included that question is in season one of Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast, I asked that question to a lot of my leaders across the globe, all 100 of them. And it was interesting, the different answers that I received to that question. Some people felt that I was asking them to write their obituary. Others were joking and and utilizing humor and saying, I guess I'll tell you what I want on my tombstone, Deb. It's deeper than that for me. How do you want people to think about you and really have that feeling of heart? about your life? What legacy do you want to leave an imprint on others' hearts as a heart-centered leader? I just think it's such an amazing question. And the reason I bring up these questions today is twofold. Number one, Q4 is around the corner. September's upon us, folks. It's the end of August, 2021. And We all know that business landscape is undoubtedly changing. I have seen many different aspects of leadership, such as setting a new vision and exit strategy. But I also see that the future leader will now need to possess a whole new arsenal of skills and mindsets in their toolkit to effectively lead the company, their team. There's so many different levels of leadership and we've talked about that. And the reason being is businesses are looking and operating fundamentally a lot different than they were over the last decade. So we now need a new type of leader at the helm for these global organizations. I have the privilege of coaching a lot of C-suite leaders in five different countries. And I often talk to them and ask them this question, what should we be teaching leaders now so that they're prepared for the future? And I know there's not a lot of research out there which explores this, But I do know that Jacob Morgan has frequently talked about this at conferences. And I know he has an amazing book called The Future Leader. And what intrigues me about him is he has interviewed more than 140 of the top CEOs from around the world at Audi, Unilever, MasterCard, Verizon, Best Buy, to name a few. And what I like is he always proposes amazing questions, a series of questions, and he always includes the top skills and mindsets that he believes are relevant for future leaders within the next 10 years 
and beyond. And I'm going to share with you today, he has created a list called the Notable Nine, and it has the top four mindsets and the top five skills that future leaders must master. Not shall master or should, must. It is confirmation that this isn't a a half look at, or maybe we will do. This is absolutely needed and it has to be mastered and honed in order to lead. So in terms of mindset, he talks about being a global citizen. And I think we've all fallen in to become global citizens. Even though geographically we are separated, this pandemic has shown that businesses are borderless. And you've heard me say this before. It doesn't matter what sector we're in. We're all in the people business. We all have the potential to have worldwide employees and customers. And leaders are having to really listen to understand and appreciate new cultures, to seek diverse teams, and to lead employees with different backgrounds and know how to do that successfully in all of the new global markets that we're seeing. The second mindset is a servant mindset. And you know I love this because it's the fourth quality on my heart-centered leadership quality poster. The servant mindset really goes against the grain of the old way of thinking that leaders stay at the top. The mindset of being a servant leader is that you practice humility and you serve four groups, your leaders, if you have them, your customers, your team, and yourself. Super, super powerful. I remember being in my 20s. Yes, 30 years ago, as I whisper, and I I was told that was wrong. So to have this full circle moment and create this heart-centered leadership model and deliver it on top of my coaching is powerful. There's leaders from all over the world concurring and saying, this is so needed. So the old school, the old way of thinking is just that it's old now. It's not where we're at and it's not where we're going. The third mindset is chef. Chefs balance numerous ingredients to create the most amazing, masterful, delicious meals. Leaders have to balance two of the most essential ingredients in business, humanity and technology. What does this mean? It means that you embrace technology and you use it to improve efficiency within the organization, but you also provide a sense of purpose and caring for human employees. And what I love about this and what I'm seeing in my practice, one side cannot succeed without the other. Powerful. The fourth mindset that he talks about is explorer. Future leaders need to be like explorers of old, and they have to embrace the unknown. There has to be that methodology of thinking to be open to new ideas. And like the captain of a big ship, they need to change course because the world is evolving around them. And just like an explorer who continually learned, 
Leaders need to be super perpetual and they always have to practice curiosity. Again, I'm going to say, and I've said this several times during my podcast interviews, because leaders are at the top, they're not AI. They're not Google. They do not know everything about everything. So do not be swayed by the job title, the job responsibility, the stature, the title. Now let me switch and talk about some of the skills that the future leader is going to need to have. And again, this is an amazing article that I wanted to share written by Benjamin Laker, and he's a university professor. He's a writing expert. He writes commentary on global affairs, and I'm going to post the link so that I can share this with you and also the book from Jacob Morgan, because I think every leader should read this. So the top five skills, number one, coach. What can I say about great coaches? We motivate, we inspire, we engage teams. However, we share empathy and trust and caring to every individual instead of viewing everyone as just workers. The best coaches out there and the best leaders, they develop their people to be more successful than them. Let's say that one more time because it's so powerful. The best coaches and the best leaders out there develop their people to be more successful than them. Find a CEO in a progressive company that's doing amazing, that has sailed through COVID, and you're going to see that type of CEO with those qualities. Second skill, we've already talked about this, futurists. They ensure that organizations don't have any surprises. They are vivid visionaries. They are independent, effortless thinkers. They can see what the future will bring. All progressive and productive companies have this element within their leadership. The world we're living in now is continually changing. And I think you'll agree with me since March of 2020, the world is definitely full of unknowns. Futurists also have a a wide bandwidth. And what that means is they always consider multiple scenarios. But again, they schedule that time that I talk about in their schedule to think. They need to think through everything and anything and consider all new possibilities. They want to stay on top of trends. They want to stay connected to their networks. And I can share with you that this was the number one skill that Jacob found when he interviewed 140 plus CEOs. I can also tell you from interviewing over 100 leaders on this podcast, it is one of their main three goals that I talked to you about at the beginning of this podcast that is in their schedule every day. Looking ahead and being that futurist is one of the most foundational things that you can do as a leader. I often have a laugh or a joke or a comment with my leaders about teenagers today and technology. But the interesting thing is, future leaders, you need to be the same way. 
you don't have to be an expert in, in the practical part of the application, but being open and different and embrace technology and have that know how to do this best mindset and leverage so that it'll serve your company. So future leaders, you need to be tech savvy and digitally fluent. Number four is translator. Oh, I love this. You need to have and be a master communicator. We've talked about listening on the podcast, listening attentively, quality number 13 on my heart-centered leadership poster, listen to understand and do more than hear when someone is talking to you. Have that openness to be mindful to use both verbal and nonverbal communication to connect with people and know the best channels to rise above the noise to deliver your message. Listening and communication are going to be and are right now timeless aspects of great leadership. And these are the two elements that are changing the most. And I can allude to that again, from all the leaders that I'm working with. And the fifth one is Yoda. Leaders want to close their eyes, turn their backs, and not allow that wall of resistance to come down. They shy away from being emotional. You cannot be a servant leader if you can't be transparent, authentic, and vulnerable. Leaders need to be emotionally intelligent, just like Yoda was. And if you're not developing your own empathy and self-awareness, people can see right through you. Great communicators build connections and there's no fear to show their vulnerability. When you're empathetic, you understand the feelings and perspectives of others. And when you're self-aware, you understand your own strengths and weaknesses, and you're able to help others understand you as well. So don't get caught up in not being empathetic and never stop growing your self-awareness. Self-awareness leads you to self-love, which leads you to self-care. And when you model self-care, number three quality on the heart-centered leadership poster, that is where the magic happens. And people see how you shine as a leader, again, both verbally and non-verbally. And your heart-centered leadership is shown in such a mindful, truthful way. I want to end the podcast. I received a question from a podcast that we did earlier in the summer. And one of the listeners asked me about when they're in a meeting and there's always someone who's verbose or there's always that employee who talks a lot has to have the last word, attention-seeking. And I just thought I'd spend a little bit of time talking about that. So I'm going to start with a question. When you walk into a room, are you observant? Do you notice 
pictures hanging on the wall or items around an office. And I know this is hard because we've all been working at home, but for those of you who may have been going into work through COVID or have integrated back into a hybrid model, do you look around the room to notice and observe interests of the person you're going to talk to? You might see family photos, Maybe you see something on the wall related to a hobby or an achievement. It's allowing you to be a visual investigator. So when you meet someone new, this can be your icebreaker. Is that a picture of your family? I see you have a picture on the wall. Maybe it's a golf picture. You can say, is golf a hobby of yours? Have you always liked that golfer? Whatever it may be, this is giving you an opportunity to connect with them and not rush into the intent of the meeting. So when we have people that talk a lot or as asked in this email, attention seeking, remember it's important to listen and listen carefully because you're going to hear key words or key statements, that opens the door for you to step into their world, make a connection and talk about something that's important to them. And it's always nice when someone shares their heart with you and is being vulnerable to thank them for sharing. I'll just give you an example off the top of my head. You know, George, you mentioned that you have a high growth rate that has caused a huge demand on your executives and you hire to be able to jump right in and perform at a high level, but you know that you have not given them the support and development they need, which leads to a burnout and a high turnover rate. So when you're able to thank someone for sharing the situation, you can clarify and review the key points that they just shared. And that was just an ad hoc example that I gave you. Always ask permission to share what you do. It's okay to be different and how how you can best address their challenges. Always ask if you can share with them a suggestion for next steps. Because if you can have the art of sitting in someone else's shoes and looking at the world through their eyes, it's very, very powerful. And I can tell you with having a medical background, your most powerful weapon as a heart-centered leader is developing trust and rapport. When you have trust and rapport, it leads to meaningful, beautiful connection, conversation, and the relationship will last for decades. And I can tell you because I have several relationships like this. So I'm going to wish you the best for the end of summer 2021. Thank you for listening to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. And I look forward to connecting and having a solo conversation again with you at the end of September. Take care, have fun, and enjoy the last little bit of summer. I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes 
It's simple and elegant, and it's by a leader that I certainly look up to and think is amazing. And that is the basketball great Michael Jordan. And his quote is, earn your leadership every day. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart-Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again.